This is Sports Matters. I'm Kevin Drake, and sitting across from me is... Matt Burt. Good morning. <laughs> I was just talking about myself in third person. You know, this is kind of a fitting day in terms of the weather of what's going on with these NCAA allegations. Yes. Uh, and, you know... Well, you got the FBI I, involved here. I mean, so. some of it is just ridiculous. I agree. I think we can both agree. To, like, Miles Bridges had to pay out $40 in order to clear his name. And he did. To, in order to get his name cleared off of the NCAA because he took a dinner with a guy and the guy paid for it. I mean, come on. And then you have Malcolm Brogdon's mom. She takes a dinner with the agent and Malcolm Brogdon gets in trouble at the Ritz-Carlton, totaling $60. I mean, I get the principle of it, but something's got to change here. They got to conform to the what you got to get up to date here into modern time was what I'm saying, I guess. Well, I, yeah, you obviously need to get up in the modern times, but I, I think it's a it's a not smart rule to have these NBA force you to go to college. It's as simple as that. You shouldn't be forced to do anything. You look at in other sports, the NHL, you can go straight from high school, MLB, straight from high school. Oh, yeah. You go right into the minors. I really think they should just get rid of this one and done because I think it's, it's kind of hurt college sports. It's not working. It's not working at all. It's not working at all. I, I totally agree with that. 18 years old, you're old enough to go and listen in the military. You could play in the NBA. If you have the talent, there have been some players like the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant's, Kevin Garnett's. I mean, we could go on and on. I, you, I get what you're get saying. What saying. I, I get what you're saying. But then it allows the other players that are recruited to college sports to be more of a long term. They'll be the four-year player. They will get their degree, you know, and so forth. And I think it will help college sports even, even more so than what we're seeing now because you're getting this one and done. And also, I'm concerned about the athlete himself or her, per se, is that you you do one year of school, do they go back and get their degree? Or what happens? What happens if they have a a catastrophic injury or something in the NBA, or they just don't make it in the NBA? What happens then? You go back to school? Well, you go to community college first. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for me, if you're willing to be that good to take the jump to the NBA, do it. If you were that good in high school, and some of these kids in high school, I, I, I believe that Zion Williamson, could probably play in the NBA right now. With his physical size and his speed, he could play in the NBA right now. Sure. There's certain cases that could play in the NBA, but there's other cases that, you know, they're good, but they have other priorities. Some of them don't want to play in the NBA. Going to college is a great resource for someone that wants to go into a medical field and basketball allows you to practice and you you have to devote a lot of time to it and you have to devote a lot of resources to us your studies but it allows you to get school paid for and it gives you opportunity that you wouldn't normally have true and you even look back back in 2003 i remember that senior year of high school lebron james in ohio the the mania that they actually had to play a lot of their games in the university of akron you look at the size and the stature of lebron james in they actually accused him of being older than what he was he was ready for the nba what did he do? He averaged 20 points, five rebounds, five assists in his rookie year in the NBA. There are just some players that are just are just so unbelievably talented and just had the knack as their passion, their knack for basketball. And you, you look at the LeBron James story. He grew up pretty much without a father. What did he do? He played basketball. That was his sanctuary. You know, his coaches were more or less like his father figure. So he stayed out of trouble. He could very well have been, in, you know, a great gangbanger, so to speak. But he's not. He's not. No, it, it, he's a shining example. He took a positive, exactly. It, it, I don't know which uh, news correspondent tell him to 
quote unquote shut up and just dribble but I can just that was I was floored by that that is a great role model I don't you know you can say anything you want about LeBron's ego about him calling himself the best player on the planet and whatnot he is but he is a great he I'm not debating that but him calling himself the greatest player on the planet is a little bit egotistical that's what I'm saying but it's like saying oh I'm the greatest radio host ever like no, like you know, there there could be someone better than you in the future. You could be, you know, I don't know. I just think you calling yourself the greatest. Sure, he's made mistakes. You know, I, the one thing I remember the decision. I'm over it. But yeah. I just thought, oh, that's not a good good way to leave Cleveland. But the, but he came back. He won them a championship. All is forgiven. But he's just been such a positive role model. And it just seems like the better you are, we become the best player. The the more criticism that you get. But I know he 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 garnered a lot of criticism but he is a role model he's a family man i mean he hasn't had any legal ramifications to him he seems like a pretty positive guy he donates a lot of money to the city of cleveland and to akron and creating scholarships for kids to go to school he does all the right steps and yet he's still i mean i mean i like lebron I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, he's terrible or anything, but he he is a great role model for kids. Like, even though he's he has some edges about him that are just, you know, I don't agree with, but most of these basketball players do. You can even look at Steph Curry, another example, great guy, donates a lot of money, has great sponsorships. I'm all on board Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry. <laughs> but there's some of the things that he does in the court that are not great sportsmanship. Some of the celebrations he does, some of the things that you know, you're you look at a kid doing that in youth basketball, and you really question what the coach is doing to them. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's just some things that they do, and it's it's kind of carrying over um, its effect. But I will say it's allowing people to be better role models, and the the big figures that we have in terms of athletes are great role models now. Look at the best player in each sport. LeBron James. Not like the old NBA the best player, you know, probably had some felonies. You look at baseball. Mike Trout. Stand-up guy. They're just class acts. And another thing about LeBron James that you pointed out just a little bit ago is yes, he donates a lot of money to all these different charities, but he's also providing things for for the younger generation. Things that he didn't have. Like a father. And look, look what he's done. He's just, he should get more praise than all this criticism that he receives. It's just ridiculous. And the, yes, there was a time when I said here, I don't know, what about six months ago, that I didn't want LeBron James to be on the Lakers. Oh my gosh. Remember when I said that? I Yeah, I remember and, that. Well, I, here, here's my rationale. It's like, of course, I would welcome LeBron James to the team, but I like the Laker team where they're at right now and how they grow, but he's the best player in the game. And if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. And it's kind of a nice measuring tool. When you have this, the best player in the world on top, you tend to raise your game, your level of game. Of course, if he comes here, yes, it's going to be great. But I, I hate to see him leave Ohio because it's he's an Ohio man. I agree with you. He shouldn't leave Ohio. But last time I checked, basketball is a team sport and the best team are the Warriors. So I think you need to measure yourself to that standard. Well, absolutely. The, the Warriors too. You know, I'm not discounting them. I'm not I'm not saying you're discounting them. I was just like, you can't say LeBron is the best. He's the best player in the world, but basketball is a team sport. He does not have the best team around him. True. Simple as that. I mean, they're much improved. Can they beat the Warriors? I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. But I will kind of just, you know, touch on 
uh, Sean Miller. I know my Arizona Wildcats. It's, you know, some dark times with what went down with Rich Rod and all this. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty there right now in that school uh, with Sean Miller. You know, on a wiretap, FBI wiretap. That's crazy that the FBI got involved in general in the NCAA college sports because we. This has been going on for a long time, though. Right. And this is not the only school that does this by any means. And maybe this is enough. And then maybe this is enough that, okay, we got really got to get our act. The FBI is watching us. But at the same time, this has been going on since like the early 90s, even before that. Well Ever before since then. Sonny Vaccaro was with Nike, you know, paying college coaches to wear Nike shoes in games. This has been going on for so long. I just, it took them that long to catch up. And the NCAA has been turning a blind eye to this. And you, you, you know, they're going to throw anyone who is attached with this, who has been paying players, whatever you want to say, they're going to throw them down and be like, oh, it's the coach's fault. No, it's the NCAA's fault for not coming up with a better investigation system. It's the, the NCAA cannot blame anyone but themselves. And for Mark Emmerich to come out and say, well, maybe we shouldn't have college sports. Are you kidding me? You've already signed all those contracts. You've already signed all this money over. You're not going to take away college sports. You better figure out a way to refine it because that is just ridiculous. I was I was floored at that. And, you know, to make some coaches be the scapegoat and all this is just it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't like anybody being a scapegoat or these knee jerk reactions. Let's get to the bottom of it and let's fix this thing. Yeah, I. I mean, there's, there's a lot of layers to this. <laughs> there's a lot. It's a, it's a five-layer bean dip. Listen to this. Okay, so a UCI soccer head coach, Scott Juniper, is now going to lead a team in the summertime for the LA Galaxy in Orange County, women's professional team. But get this. The ladies that are attending college here can actually play in the summer league with the professionals to enhance their game so they can build their game up, as well as enhancing their game for the Olympic and post-college sports. So the international competition, the Olympic competition. How does that work? But yet, someone from the NCAA, say a basketball player wanted to work out with LeBron James, is that legal? That is legal. That is legal. Okay. And that's happened before. It's confusing. It's, it's, It's very confusing. I mean, you've seen, like, LeBron has went to UCLA and has practiced at UCLA's basketball court. And they they play pickup games. There's no way that you're going to have ramifications with someone playing a pickup game. You're working with the professional athletes. You know, you're going to get influenced by them in some way or another. Now, I'm not saying in monetary value, but kids look up to LeBron James and they look up to what he says. It's going to have an influence on you. And that's kind of the point that you're trying to make. Right. Is there's professionals. And why are the the women's sports? Because it's it's lower on the totem pole for the NCAA. And that's, that's the reality of it. It's, it's you look at what the the profit sports are for the NCAA. 100%. Even, even though the women's been representing the USA really well. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. The USA the girls soccer team is fantastic. But hopefully, you know, the NBA will get rid of this one and done rule because that's just, like I said, I know I'm repeating myself, but it is ridiculous. Hoping someone's listening that actually will do something about it. Because once you turn 18, you graduate high school. It's like you said, Matt, you should be free to choose. I want to go to the NBA or do I want to go to college? And I think that will alleviate some of that luring or even have an agent with the college recruiter and coach in the same room with the player that they're recruiting have like a mediator yeah, exactly have a mediator so you can protect the rights because when you're 18 years old you don't know what's going on you're just like oh okay this guy's offering this and that, and that how about selling what you really need 
how about a really nice education? How about, you know, enough money to live off of so you can spend time improving your game and, you know, getting your education, playing basketball, whatever it is that you uh, have your scholarship for, rather than just being isolated, just, to, oh, you can only have one meal a day at this, you know, cafe. Uh, we you know, can, we can give you a bagel, but we can't give you a cream cheese. Exactly. Like, oh, my God. I thought that was the most. Like an ice per it, diem or something. And they were they revised that rule after Shavaz Napier. It, it, that was a thing in the NCAA where it's like you could give them a bagel, but if you give them any sort of sauce like that, oh, that's extra money. We can't. I mean, the NCAA has to look at themselves objectively. I'm not here to say that college sports is terrible by any means because we support UCI men's basketball, women's basketball. We support all the college sports, and I love the NCAA, and I love college sports in general. But there's some things that they need to fix. And this is out of love, 100% love, where they need to look at themselves objectively and what the rules that they're having. Matt, the last time we had this heart-to-heart, you remember it was about the NBA All-Star Game. Oh, Guess right. what? They listened to They you. changed. They changed it. So, it got better. Hopefully, this gets back to the NCAA. I mean, this is a positive matter. Like, we have nothing but love for the NCAA. College sports is so great because it really brings people together. It does. It, and, and you get to support your school that you went to. And, you know, it's it's... It's fun part of college. Can you imagine if they took away all those Duke basketball games? What would those Duke students do? And I disagree with them, you know, stripping Louisville of their championship. Oh, they I won know. that fair and square. There's no way you could cheat on that. It, I, I just don't understand that. It's it's uh, yeah, that's a little ridiculous too. And I know Paterno or uh, Petrino, but whatever his name, I forget. It. Rick Rick, Rick Petrino. Petrino, Rick Petrino. Petrino. I'm thinking of Bobby Petrino. Yes, the... There's a lot of names that sound familiar. <laughs> they got too many similar sounding coaches down there in Louisville. Speaking of uh, NCAA, well, how about our UCI men's basketball team oh. riding a three-game winning streak? They are now above 500, 16 and 15. But more importantly, Matt, like you said, what was the most important thing for the UCI men's basketball team going into January? Conference play. 11 and 4. How Eleven and four. Eleven I, yep. and four in a conference. I'm very proud. You know, I said, "Hey, hold tight on this. Hold tight." And I hope everyone held tight because you they're, think of the they're job good now. that Coach Turner has done this year, losing three major stars of the basketball team last year that you know went on to their professional careers, and to take this young team and it was a rough go in the beginning. They were losing a lot of close games. It just you know didn't quite have that chemistry, but now they are clicking. They are clicking. I agree. I think it's a great job by Coach Russell Turner. We are blessed to have him. I, I think it was it, it to kind of highlight the fact as they went and played a game on Thursday, February twenty second last week. They played a game on Thursday and they played a hard fought game. I guess I guess it was against Santa Barbara. They played a hard fought game yeah. there. They got a win, and then they have to hop around two days on two days rest, go to Hawaii, a five hour flight. So think about it. That's 10 hours of the trip that they're doing is flying there. So really one day rest. So pretty much they got one day rest. And they went in to a Hawaii team that they lost to at the Bren Center and got a win. That is, I thought that was an amazing victory that they got. To be able to do that and have that sort of time change on your body and still play to the performance level that they played at, that was an excellent victory. And I think it's, it's, it's to show that the signs are trending upwards for UCI in the right time. Absolutely. It's definitely tournament. Don't know which tournament they're going to make it in, but definitely the tournament is definitely on well, the horizon for they'll them. They'll for sure make the Big West tournament, and that's the one that they need to make. You know, right, I think right. every team makes that. But The NIT, the NCAA, it's wide open for them. Yeah, they, I, it, I'm 
hey, we got to get past the Big West tournament first. True. I am, True. I have been looking forward to this since last year. But you can't overlook the last game of the season. That's UC what I was Davis. about to say. UC Davis. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, we're clicking right now. Uh, UC Davis last year, they played a tough game where – no one was really making shots. It was a low-scoring game. I think it was like the score was in the 50s in the in the second half. I was like, whoa, that's not normal UCI basketball. But now they get a little chance for some revenge. I know. Evan Leonard's just crushing it at the sophomore. Oh, yes. Oh, Tommy yes. Junior and my, my man, Tommy Rutherford, just doing everything on the court. I mean, he'll get you the rebound. He'll get the loose ball. He'll get you a bucket when you need one, the block shot. I mean, he's just everywhere. Tom Tom Bidwell is a huge fan of him. Yeah. Huge fan of Tommy Rutherford. He goes to all the games, and he's just like, I love Tommy Rutherford. Yeah. So if, if Tom likes Tommy, I, you know, we like Tommy. Bindewald. Bindewald. I can't even say. I can't. I have Did a tough time pronouncing that. you this morning? No, I did uh, not. Okay, that's what it is. It's this NCAA, you know, violation. I know. It, it's got everybody. I was even listening to Dan Patrick this morning. He kind of made a joke. He goes, he goes, I foresee a sequel to Blue Chips, the movie. <laughs> Yeah, very well. But I really be. enjoy listening to him. He's just, he's great. And, and he, he just tells it like it is. And he's just, you know, he connects with it. Like how you and I are connecting. Hopefully yeah. we're connecting with our audiences the same way. Hey, we got to give love out to the women's too. Oh, yeah. Uh, They're hot. They're also 9-5 and five in their conference. 17 and 11. Six games over 500. Oh, yeah. They're going to the tournament. And they got one more game. They got to they got to take down Fullerton also on Saturday. So we got a nice double header for you. Well, <laughs> this I, Saturday, I, I think that they could stop the skid. Right now, they're going into a three game losing streak, but it's all right. This, you know, Coach K, uh, the Coach C- T, Co- Coach T. <laughs> uh, I was. Uh, why I did I think Coach K? I was thinking about Duke for whatever reason. You I don't talk know. about Duke, but yeah. We're talking about UCI women's basketball. It's early, and I haven't had my coffee. But, yeah, I think that they could stop this three-game losing streak and go in with a little momentum into the Big West tournament. And it's, it's not that good. they're, they're it's getting not, crushed. It's, it's not just, that they're getting crushed, but, you know, you lose it three happens. games. It happens. But I think that they'll get the win in the last game of the season. I, okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they'll end it. That's my prediction. Matt's crystal ball. I have to have at least one of them in a show. Okay. <laughs> I have to have at least one of them. But, yeah. Well, I got to get switch over to the NBA because I did watch the game last night. Now, okay, it was Lakers at Atlanta, and the Lakers are also on a three-game winning streak, as is the UCI men's basketball team on a three-game winning streak. But switch back to the Lakers. What I liked, what I saw, three Lakers players had double-doubles, and one player was one, re- uh, one rebound shy of having a fourth double-double for four players. Amazing. Ingram, 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. You got Caldwell Pope at 10 points, 14 rebounds. Randall, he's a double-double machine with 19 and 10. And Kuzma, 10 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists. And Lonzo Ball's number coming back. Four for four, three for three from three point land, drops 13 points, seven rebounds, five assists. I'm not worried about Lonzo. Now he has a mentor like Kobe Bryant had when he first came to the league, that of Byron Scott. He has Isaiah Thomas. And yes, I know, didn't like to see Jordan Clarkson get traded away and Larry Nance Jr., amazing athlete. However, you get this veteran leadership, at least for now, and it's perfect for Lonzo Ball, at least for this year and hopefully next year. If they're not able to sign, if they're not able to lure LeBron James out of Cleveland or whatever happens in the offseason, who knows? That's 
in Magic's hands and Rob Polinka's hands. But I am impressed with the Lakers, 26 and 34. They bought them out, and now they're on the rise. Let's just hope they continue to rise to where the Warriors are, and that is Matt's team. <laughs> Who do you see that's going to compete against the Warriors in the postseason? The obvious choice is the Rockets. I mean, you you can make the case about the Thunder too. Um, Paul George was talking about how they don't get the calls, right? I mean, like you don't get the calls because you aggressively go towards the basket. What's up with this Pachulia? He's always in a. I I don't know. It, did, you, did you see that play? I I saw the play, and I, I think both of the plays that he's had, he, I think he's just kind of a little bit clumsy. That's <laughs> honest. My honest opinion. Clumsy, but the one that he did, the Kawhi Leonard, uh, he you can see how he shuffled in a little bit. So part. Part of it, he kind of knows what he's doing, but everything's up to interpretation. Yeah, but but it, but it can't be accidental. Trust me, I was playing basketball on Sunday. I know it, it's yeah. it couldn't be accidental. It could be. I just think he's a little clumsy. I mean, but he's gonna go at you. Yeah, it's for sure. Like well, that's he, what he is. He's he's a tough guy. He's an enforcer. That's what the Warriors brought him in for. He's like the old school, like Kurt Rambis or the Mark Madsen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, from the Lakers doing all the dirty work. You know, getting loose balls and just getting under people's skin Dennis Robin but Robin was a great rebounder yeah he actually was a decent scorer too although uh, the Warriors have been putting JaVale McGee in their starting lineup I kind of like that I, I like, like it he, he comes out with the energy in the very beginning you know it's very good very but long it's just he, it's like Sue Lance says he's like a pogo stick he just I, the way he can leap up in the air I've been a little bit behind on my Ducks updates well I'll tell you right now the Ducks are looking good now I mean before they were struggling they had a got bit by the injury bug hard you lose Getzlop, you lose Kessler, you lose all these great players, and you're expected to hey, compete? Sitting in third place, and I can't believe what I'm seeing right now, but is Las Vegas? Las the Vegas record is in the NHL? Are you kidding me? Las Vegas is legit. They are a legit hockey team. Mark andre Fleury is a legit goaltender for them. They are a great hockey team. You go to Vegas, and, and they get, there's a little bit of like a... A, a flu that goes around when it goes in, you know, when everyone plays in Vegas and stuff like that. But yeah, they're they're doing well. I like them. I like the team that they assembled. They're a, they're a bunch of underdogs, a bunch of misfits put well, together. But back to the Ducks. Yes, they're starting to make some moves. They made yes. some great moves at the trade deadline, bringing in a tough guy in Camara. You know, it's it's good. The Ducks and they got Adam Henrique, the probably the biggest trade of the NHL season besides Evander Kane going to the Sharks in my opinion. I think they got Adam Henrique for, uh, they pretty much traded Sammy Votnin earlier in the season, and that was a huge pickup for them. Yeah. That is going to be, they just solidified themselves with four amazing centers. The guy can also play left wing too. So the, the Ducks are looking good. This is a time to go see the Ducks because, you know, it doesn't matter what position they're in. They just need to make the playoffs. Well, I'll tell you what, we're definitely going to have uh, Mr. Mark Dean back on the program, who's heavily involved with the Ducks. You know, his kids, they actually went to some training sessions with Kessler and some of the players. So you think about that, like how excited that was for his kids to experience that, what, what professionals go through. So we'll definitely have him on in the future. We're running out of time. We are excited about the Ducks, and we'll see how this comes together. This is a great way to close out. We're actually closing out with Van Diver and their cover on Come Together. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, grandmas. A special early birthday to my grandma, Pat, out there. Love you, grandma. And uh, we appreciate you listening to us here at Sports Matters. And you can 
Go on to KUCI.org, click on Sports Matters. I'll have this podcast up to you later today. Until then, all sports matters.